This is episode 13 of DNA of Games, the podcast series dedicated to talking to other disabled and neurodiverse people working in the game industry just like myself and to find out their stories and how they got into games. Before we begin the episode, make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast so that it shows that we reach more and more people that might need to hear these stories. Hi and welcome to another episode of DNA of Games, the podcast where we talk to disabled, neurodiverse um, people of the games industry. And joining me today is Tommy Miller, who is an artist slash animator. Um, although I'll let you do your own little introduction because it's probably a lot fancier than mine. <laughs> Hello, I'm Tommy Miller. I'm an artist slash animator, which is verbatim exactly what Chris just said. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm an artist and animator in the games industry and I've been kicking about the industry for about 16 years, something like that. Um, working for big studios, little studios, uh, TV studios, all sorts of studios and <laughs> myself as well. I was going to say, what about non-studios? So yeah, so, you know, I guess uh, you're an old hand <laughs> in the industry. <laughs> Um, and, you know, that's, it. well, it's, a, it's kind of odd for someone to really stick around for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a glutton for punishment. I just, I just love it. It's it, it, part, part of the, part of the issue for me is that as I get older and the techniques get more and more complicated, um, I get pushed more and more kind of towards the, the art janitor role. And I think that was, you know, the, the, the specialisms dilute out. Um, but strangely enough, people always need fundamentals. So even if you are old, like me, even if you are ancient, if you're part of the furniture, you'll always find someone that needs a little bit of the fundamentals. So yeah, I, I'm all in work. I never really struggled too hard. Oh, cool. And, um, you know, um, obviously you say you're art, art an animator. Um, you know, is it that a specific type of art or, you know, do you tend to do a lot more 2D, 3D or you just kind of double everything you want? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, if, like I said, Art, art Janitor was a, a bit of a joke that was laid on me that, that, you know, at one of the studios I used to work for, someone said I was an Art Janitor because I just picked up any of the little jobs that were going around and it was, it just kind of stuck. Um, I, I'm... Uh, I'm just kind of generally there for whatever needs to do. I, I've done UI art, 2D art, concept art, key art, animation, uh, even, uh, it's mostly 2D stuff that I work in. Um, like I said, because I'm, I'm old and uh, I, to help you understand, um, I, I started off making flash games with action script. So I'm like, these, this is, this is kind of my, uh, my kind of heyday <laughs> almost. And see, see new games. They, just like young kids make the the new games kind of scare me a little. They're a bit too complicated. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm just I just do whatever needs to be done. And my most recent role was um, as a UI and concept artist for Need for Speed Under um, and Unbound. Unbound does it's Underground. Right? Um, but Underground um, is an also a game. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to one of my faves. <laughs> Sorry, it's when you get to my age, words just kind of blend together, don't they? <laughs> I just, uh, just had the image of uh, anybody who's a Zoomer like, listening in or watching, like when you said Flash Games, it'd be like in Google, what is Flash yeah. Game? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, 
it's kids the entry in there used to be a thing that used to sit in your side like in the side room in the hall and used to go to the computer and used to get 20 minutes each on the internet <laughs> and that's what you used to do on it yeah sorry for alienating yet more of your listenership it's <laughs> <laughs> <Advice>, educational <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like it's yeah, it's nice that you've um, been able to have sort of a, um, I guess, a quite a varied career, would you say? Like, you know, um, you've kind of been able to do what you want by the sounds of it yeah. and sort of like, you know, really jump onto projects um, that really vary as well. You know, is that kind of important to you, like as an artist, to sort of have that variance rather than, you know, potentially making the same like game over and over? Yeah, I think um, I, I, had, I had wanted to specialise in the beginning. Um, but because of necessity, uh, necessity drives everything, you know. And, and as and as I, I was kind of um, shoved from pillar to post, I just realised that the specialism wasn't going to happen. And in the end, uh, it, it helped me get a bit more variety. You know, I started off. Uh, I, 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 I did my uh, masters at Abertay University in Dundee, and that was that was one of the the game development courses there. And and. I went straight in on into rare, which was like a dream job, you know. Like not usually, that's usually like the end goal, but it was like right away for me. Yeah, I got to, I got to do some three D art, I got to do some concept art, got to work with like the absolute masters of the craft, and it helped me realize it, it gave me a bit of humility. You become quite humble when you see people that are ten, a hundred, one thousand times better than you at the things you want to do. Um, and just it just kind of hammered home how much I had to learn, and yeah, I just wanted to learn everything. I think everyone feels like that. Every artist wants to, to be the best, don't they? But yeah, I guess that's kind of an interesting one because you know, um, uh, I did actually when I went to university, I did actually start on like games art sort of side of uh, <laughs> degree. Yeah, yeah, just for more for like three D modeling and stuff like that. Um, but even at a university, I quickly realised, you know, I'm just going to be far outstripped by, you know, <laughs> these people that, you know, they already are like, you know, you know, I'm there like struggling to make a donut in 3DS Max and then they're like, you know, fully formed environments and <laughs> just end up the same time. I'm like, what a bloody hell. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in the same boat that the, I was not the, 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 the top, the top student in my, my class at all. It, it was, I think my, one of my lecturers, when we, they were doing the, the interviews for the placements in the university, they asked us to draw a bicycle. That was it. They had us all, the authority of us, all, it was like a group interview thing. And they said, draw a bicycle. And they gave us 30 seconds to draw a bicycle. Now, a bike in 30 seconds is quite difficult to do. But instead of drawing a bike like everyone else, I drew like a sci-fi bike that was the hover and it had things, stuff in it. And, they, and my lecturer said, it was at that point that I realised that you weren't playing by the rules. You always you just wanted to do your own thing, and and it kind of carried on through my whole career. It's just mm. I like to I like to do things kind of a bit differently, and maybe that's why I don't always fit into a special. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's kind of interesting. Like you know, to I guess. <laughs> It's a weird one, like, you know, especially when you start sort of clocking in the years in the industry to sort of look back and go, oh, that just kind of explains sort of where I'm at now. It's kind of like, you know, it's like, yeah, I was always sort of doing my own thing or, you know, marching the beat or my yeah. own drone. 
And, you know, do you sort of see that, like, now a lot more, like, sort of looking back? Oh, yeah. Um, I, about um, halfway through my many, many years <laughs> doing what I do, um, I was working at uh, Ubisoft uh, Reflections, and they gave me a small budget to work on my own game, which was a, another big dream. Uh, but they, they only really gave, it was just me and one programmer, pretty much, to yeah. build the whole thing. Um, and the game was called Mickey Styes Has Sticky Eyes. It was about a germ. I, 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 I designed this game about a germ, and it's it was very weird. Anyway, the 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 game didn't get made in the end because they, <laughs> scrapped, that, they scrapped that department. But it made me realise this is real fun. Like making my own game is amazing. So that same programmer and uh, another person and myself, we left to form our own kind of little studio for a short while. Um, and we made a game called Cake Bash, which is a, a game, a party game about um, uh, cakes. They want to be as delicious as possible so that people will want to buy them. But in order to out, you know, outfox their competitors, <laughs> they have to make the competitors disgusting. So it's like a fighting party game. And we made that and it did pretty well. So... Um, yeah, it, it's, it has informed. I, I have played it. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, I I'm trying to warn people of this game because like, if you want pigeon-induced trauma, play this game. <laughs> See, the very first concept sketch I did for that game, it was it was just uh, an arena with a dispenser that dispenses icing and oil and a pigeon over the, over the top. And it just said, make yourself tasty, don't don't be eaten by pigeon, don't be covered in oil. And that was it. So <laughs> the, pigeon, the pigeon made it all the way to the end. Wow. <laughs> yeah. you, you just, when you got a good idea, it's going to stick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, it, that, that, that's the one thing that sticks out to me when from playing uh, Cake Bash with the, with, the, with the bloody pigeon coming in. <laughs> and, that, and that was one of the most fun things to animate as well, was the pigeon. Um, I'm, I'm not really a great 3D animator, but the, the pigeon just lends itself to a lot of character just because it's got like a really linear kind of emotion to it. Mm. It's fun. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry for distracting you from your thoughts there, but yeah, you were saying about like doing Cake Bash and actually, you know, sort of getting that good uh, reception and, you know, how that sort of lead more into like wanting to do your own thing or sort of want to work on mm. other projects. You know, how, how did that sort of form your career from obviously having uh, Cake Bash made? Uh, well, it's, um, it, after that, I've kind of, been more contract based. I think before I was more interested in and uh, and kind of locking into a studio and making a career that way. But getting to do my own thing and get to make my own games, it, it made me realise that I, I would rather just stick to shorter contracts and and do the taster menu thing. You know, <laughs> like try things. So so I went to EA for um, it was just a year there. Um, I've been writing. I've been a, a, a guest contributor for What Culture, and um, they do gaming game stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be doing some animation for Arcadum, who do a lot of online um, casino games and things. I'm oh. doing. Um, uh, I've, I've been making some uh, animated uh, playing cards for Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Um, uh, for and, <laughs> and and there's a TV pilot for Channel Five, which was just. I think it's almost out of NDA like next week, so I can't really say much about it. But, but yeah, it's been it's been it's been 
as the kids say, it's been wild. It's been <laughs> it's been mad to get a bit of everything and and um, enjoy it the whole way through. I haven't I haven't done anything in the past two years that I didn't enjoy, which is really saying something. Yeah, because... it really is. Like you know, I think that's the thing of gosh, the. Well, I think when you first start in the industry, you're kind of just trying to grab onto like the biggest thing that you can, and that's whether that, whether you actually like it or not, <laughs> and yeah. you know, to actually fall into something that you actually generally enjoy and you sort of you know have that actual passion for is completely sometimes completely different. It takes people a little while to get there. Yeah, you you'll know yourself. I mean, it's, it's the prestige stuff. When when you say to people, "Oh, I work for this, 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 this," and they're like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know, I went, and I work for Rare and E. Oh, I know them. Oh, I know them. And it's it's just you you get you get a nice feeling about prestige stuff. It, maybe it's not your favorite job, but because it was such a big name, big IPs, you know, yeah. you you tend to get you tend to think, oh, maybe I should have just stuck with the big company and worked for them for the rest of my living years you know it's but i don't know if i would have been happier that way and i'm pretty sure most people that have, are in the industry would agree you, you, you know yourself included working for the biggest company doesn't always mean the happiest yeah. although working for ea just recently i was pleasantly surprised by how uh the criterion is uh by how great criterion was and how nice they all were mm -hmm. um but yeah, it's been it's been it's been good so far. <laughs> my, my life has been nice so far with a few asterisks, but yeah. <laughs> Always an upwards day. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Um I'm interested to know, like, you know, kind of like I always sort of ask guests sort of why games, you know, sort of what sort of, you know, if you can sort of go back beyond sixteen years. <laughs> I just kind of like, you know, actually that's all you know, earlier in your life when you actually go and actually I I kind of really want to get into games. I really want to, you know, make art in games. I want to, you know, do, um, <laughs> be creative around that space. Well, you're getting the, the wee hamster in his wheel in my head spinning a wee bit because I, we're going back. <laughs> we're going back. I feel like we should be doing a flashback right now. <laughs> we're going back quite far. Um, no, but it was... Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to alienate again. I, I, I played games on the green screen, green screen Amstrad, which was like a big old horrible machine with a tape deck on it and it used to you put a cassette tape in there and it would scream at you for 20 minutes whilst it loaded the game and i mean it was kind of this horrible screech from the tape deck as it loaded your game and sometimes it would just fail or just say by the way the game didn't load do i try again it was hellish and then i remember walking past a shop called dixon's one day and in the window, there was Sonic the Hedgehog there. And I thought, this is this is magic. This is some kind of magic on the screen. <laughs> because I was so used to games that was like one screen at a time, but maybe one frame of animation in addition <laughs> to the sprite. And then there was this, this, all this stuff happening all at once. And I said, I have to play it, I have to play it. And when, when I played Sonic, I was like a gog. I just had this kind of shudder in my tummy, and I went, "I need to. This. I want to do this. I want to make this." <laughs> and I, I remember it was it was a few years later. But I said to to my dad, "If I can make someone feel the way that I felt about playing Sonic, any just one person, I, that's that's my career made. I'm happy. You know, I, that's me." 
so yeah, it'd probably be them. It'd probably be that that kind of transition from playing these, and, and no disrespect to the Amstrad because they're good fun, but go, going from these kind of really rudimentary, basic green, one color games <laughs> to playing Sonic, which was like zooming, super speed, you know, all these colors and noises, and ah, it was brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like. <laughs> It's so, yeah, I mean, you know, I sort of have sort of similar things, I don't think, <laughs> not all <as> that though, <laughs> but like, you know, that sort of transition from like, you know, that sort of very rudimentary games graphics and stuff, like, you know, and seeing it sort of evolve over like, you know, these several, several uh, games generations that we've been a part of now, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, it's an interesting thing, it's like, you know, people, I guess, young people now, like playing, you know, games that are really like, you know, amazing graphics and stuff like that. Um, it always makes me wonder, like, if they're inspired by games now, what they will be seeing in their sort of like <laughs> heyday. <laughs> I'm, I'm, especially when it comes to things like VR and AR, um, it's, it's technology that's in its infancy, and I, I, it, it still stuns me. You know, I, I got when I put on a, a VR headset for the first time and I played, I think it was Job Simulator. I, I was like, whoa, this is this is this is it. This is the next step. <laughs> Um, I didn't. I don't put on the VR headset every day because it's it's a bit much. But it was that initial feeling of like this is, you know, we are really evolving the craft here. Um, I know. Even the metaverse now has legs. Ooh. <laughs> now I heard I heard something about the legs not being real. It's, it's such a bizarre thing to to have a headline about, but the legs aren't real was the headline. This is but. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Technology, hey. We're, <laughs> we're living in the future. <laughs> in the future, we'll have real legs. There we go. <laughs> we're pushing it. Yeah, it's just, um... Was, um... Oh, God, I'm fine. I'm completely blank there. I'm thinking of legs. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's just, like, the... I guess, like... These, I guess, were you sort of a creative um, young person slash child? You know, were you always sort of going to be more on the art route of like sort of you know when you sort of like were inspired by Sonic? Was it like, oh uh, yeah, I'm going to start doodling, drawing, and <laughs> that's, the, that's the path I'm going down? Yeah, um, yeah, I think I, I think I think most artists that I've spoken to have the same kind of story that we're odd little children that that would isolate ourselves from the rest of humanity, just hide in our caves and hiss at people whilst we scribbled on a piece of paper. But yeah, it's things like um my my grand said that I didn't I didn't ever want toys. I wanted to go into a, a stationery shop and get paper fasteners. Do you know these little butterfly paper fasteners that open out? Yeah. Um, yeah. used to just cut up uh, cereal boxes and make little robots out of them and things. Have you always wanted to, to make things that moved or, you know? Mm. And, and I just thought that was normal until she she told me when I was an adult, you were a weird little boy. You know, you're weird. You were, you're such a weird little boy. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Gran. It's like, that was cool. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just like, you're ever going to be creative or a serial killer. Thank God you said <laughs> the right way. <laughs> They're not mutually exclusive, Gran. This is where we sort of move on to our second part of the podcast where we sort of, I guess, talk more about your identity with like, disability and uh, mm-hmm. new disability. Um, you know, um, I don't 
I don't know if you mind sort of sharing with the listeners slash viewers, like you know, sort of how you identify or slash you know sort of the conditions that you live with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm happy to. Uh, so I, uh, I was born with a pituitary, a pituitary. Apparently, one of my issues is I can't speak right. Um, pituitary issue where my brain couldn't produce growth hormone. So I, um, I went through a mechanically induced puberty, which sounds very fancy, but it just means that uh, I had medicine to make my bones stretch very quickly. Uh, and that gave me brittle bone disease. So I've, I, I've been living with brittle bone disease all my life, pretty much since I was about 14. And uh, it doesn't really pose a huge issue to me all the time. Um, it's just uh, I have to be very careful about how much I move, uh, how I move. Things like twisted motions uh, can cause fractures and things. And unfortunately, kind of towards the middle of my career, uh, I had developed um, some uh, mental uh, issues as well, which exacerbated the underlying conditions. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, but but you know I can I can I can discuss that more if you'd like or if we, it's up to you. But would you want? <laughs> well, let's just uh, first talk about sort of I guess brittle bone because um, I I guess maybe myself included is kind of like a lot of people will have that I guess stereotypical image in their head of like you know almost having like you know glass bones or whatever you want to call it yeah. like you know that sort of like oh no right you know give you a high five your hand's gonna go back all, all the way back <laughs> sort of yeah, thing. Well, uh, yeah I, did, I have I had made a joke that I'm like Wolverine if Wolverine didn't have adamantium but had breadsticks in, instead <laughs> or like Maltesers you know the malt inside of Maltesers well oh, anyway <laughs> It's, I make it sound really dramatic, but it's, it's not. It's not as bad as all that. It just means that I have increased fracture risk, and um, sometimes the surrounding tissues around my bones, especially around joints and things, so shoulders and knees, uh, hips and things, they they can inflame. Okay. And that 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 doesn't sound like it would be a big issue for games development because you think you're not going to be running. I'm not going to be rugby tackling anyone. I'm not going to be doing somersaults. But how that causes issues is. Uh, if, for example, I've done a wee bit too much the previous day and then my hand swells up to twice the size and yeah. then I can't use a mouse or a stylus. And these things are just... I have to make special accommodations for them, especially kind of around my work days. Yeah. And I have had things like... Uh, perhaps I might need to only work four days a week because I have to go in for a calcification, which is... Uh, a special kind of treatment to make sure my bones are fine and stuff. Um, th these are things that I just find normal, but other people are like, oh, that, I so what do you have to do? Do you have to kind of wrap yourself in cotton wool? I'm like, no, 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 I can still, I can still walk around. I can still do everything. I just, I can't really run. I can't, I'm not really allowed to do anything that's impact. So yeah, I can't, unfortunately, we won't be able to do any UFC uh any, any, <laughs> any sparring folks were here, but no. Yeah, um, you know, you've obviously touched on there about like you know how it impacts that sort of the day to day, and I guess you know that sort of part of like people are thinking, oh my god, how do you do this? And like you say, like you know, <laughs> it's kind of like that, making your allowances for yourself and sort of recognizing kind of what you can do, you know. Um, obviously, um, you as an artist, um, you talk. In the first 16 years in the game, in the business, <laughs> I mean, are you more aware now about like kind of like right, you know, what you can do and you know sort of how it affects your day to day? Yeah, it's it's 
I think it only it's now only limiting when I uh, am a bit careless, um, and because like like I said, it's it's something that I've had for as long as I can remember now. So I just have to kind of make sure that I'm not I don't push things too hard. If uh, if if I'm going somewhere, I have to make sure that I don't do too much because the next day might be a write off. You know these kind of things. You got you got to be a bit careful about them, and. Uh, to, 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 to help you understand one of the, 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 the maddest ways I've ever broken a bone, which is going to sound crazy, is when you sit down in an armchair you don't think, but you usually put your weight on your both your arms don't you, to, to get down into the chair, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, so I broke my arm doing that <laughs> and so, and everyone's like, how did you manage to splinter your arm so badly? And I'm like, ah, oh, sitting in a chair. And like, <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's dumb things like that that I just do, and sometimes I'll just break like I break a pinky leaning too hard, or you know, it's just yeah. <laughs> you're very like you know, here's what it is attitude, you know, it's kind of like you know, yeah, not not to cry about it. It's just like I'm like, it's kind of a funny story now. Broke my broke broke my arm sitting down. <laughs> it's just I'm never going to be a champion Muay Thai kickboxer or whatever. You know, I just have to accept these things, but. But art, we can do. We can deal with art. We just got to be a bit careful. Things like, you know, mountain climbing. Maybe not. <laughs> We're gonna. Uh, we'll just strap you in the back of someone else. <laughs> yeah, you're like um, like Chewbacca with C3PO. Drag me around. do there. You can just be uh, just giving witty comments and <laughs> uh, <laughs> narrating the journey. <laughs> Moaning and sarcasm, that's my, my forte. We, I'm, I'm comfortable for it. Uh, I guess, um, you know, I'm kind of interested to know, obviously, because you said, like, you know, you got from a, pretty much from being a teenager um, to sort of, you know, for your life, and, you know, that sort of, um, sort of going from education to thinking about jobs and careers, you know, did you ever think, oh, you know, if this is going to impact me, my chances to get into work and you know actually having a you know a career that I want in games or did you sort of feel like eh, no, I'm just gonna do it anyway <laughs> yeah um well really the the issues were pretty manageable like up until my kind of mid-20s hmm. uh, and that was when I started working um working for Reflections, which was which was pre-Ubisoft Reflections. It was just Reflections, and then Ubisoft took them over. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that was just around about the time when the uh, the industry went through a massive crash. I think it was about 2009, 2010, something like that. Uh, and I went from being this hotshot, you know, like making all the money and doing really well, and there was no jobs. There were, there were no jobs anywhere. And I, I remember going for interviews and there were like 30 people waiting for the same job mm. interview. Um, sorry, I'm, get, I'm getting to something. I'm not, I'm not off on a tangent. <laughs> um, I, and uh, I remember there was one job for Reflections and it was just a graduate UI artist. Yeah. And I'd been out, I'd been working for many years by this point and I went for the job anyway because I thought a job is better than no job and, you know, we can fight for it. And they said to me in the interview, you're overqualified for this. And I went, oh, shut up, you, you know, <laughs> to give me a big head. But they said, no, no, you'll, you'll rise through the ranks quickly. Um, you'll, you'll, do, you'll, do, you'll do fine. Um, 
just just make sure that you you know show people what you can do and then you'll you'll get you you know you'll jump up and and pay grades and everything no bother so i thought oh brilliant no bother and he said you're hired here to take the job and and i don't i i it was it was i think it was sixteen thousand five hundred pounds which is really really quite low for um triple a art job and and it, it came with like a graduate ta tag even though i was far from a graduate um and so i started overworking i started i started working really really hard uh i started staying for like 13 hours a day um started missing out meals i started just working and what naturally happens when you lose a lot of weight is you lose a lot of bone mass and Unintentionally, what I found was I'd actually become anorexic, and I'd also worsened my osteoporosis. So it went from grade two to a grade three, um, which is really, really bad, really bad. Um, and that's when I found things started to fall apart. You know, I was I didn't have enough muscle mass to kind of stop the fractures from happening and things. And the it was only after that point that I noticed this This is really going to impact me. It's really going to be a problem. And the unfortunate thing about bone mass is very, very hard to get it back once it's gone. So, um, yeah, um, initially, I didn't think about it too much because I had managed it with medication and just not doing front flips. Yeah. Whereas after that point, I found that I was getting fractures really easily, you know, and I had to put on more weight and it was putting more strain on my now very weak bones. So I just had to be, every, every job that I took, I'd be really, really careful about. Um, and I was off a lot more and it, it was just a bit of a rough time, but everyone goes through rough, these rough times and they're learning experiences, aren't they? So you got to move on. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, um, I guess that's a sort of, um, a, I guess, a hard truth sometimes um, when you have conditions is that, you know, you can, if you put yourself through the ringer like you've done there, uh, you know, the sort of demand of the industry, you, you, you can make yourself worse. You can aggravate yourself, you know, through you know, trying to do well in your career. And I guess it's that sort of horrible balance of like how... <laughs> Am I, you know, am I trying to get to a place in my career where I can then, you know, sort of have a better, you know, work-life balance, or should I be, you know, listening to my body more? And it's sort of... well, yeah, uh, that that's that's a really, really. I mean, what you're alluding to is is that the level of competition in the games industry, it, it's difficult for people with conditions already because I was so eager to prove myself, and that I was basically just doing what everyone else was doing in that studio at the time there was no like over like you must fight this person to be the best in the studio nobody said that no one had a gun to our heads but you know there's all this kind of jeering that goes on like oh you're only you're going home already and it's only seven o'clock at night and you know these kind of things you you just want to fit in you just want to be able to kind of toe the line and be as 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 good as everyone else you don't realise that your body deteriorates faster than everyone else's. So, yeah, I maybe had the blinkers on and I just thought, if they can do it, I can do it too. And you, you can, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a very, it's a very, very sobering truth that 
you, maybe you can't do everything that everyone else can. But I think some people, like myself, you have to go through it to realise that, that you have to be slapped across the head and go, no, 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 they can do it, you can't. It's, mm. it's, it's sad, but true. I guess, you know, do you have then sort of advice for like sort of, you know, uh, you know, junior level or you know, people wanting to break into the industry who might have you know, similar conditions or conditions that you say that, you know, <laughs> if you don't manage, you can make it a lot worse sort of thing. Um, you know, what would you say to them? As a, you know, it's still a competitive industry. You still kind of have that flavor of, you know, <laughs> battling each other just <laughs> for security. Uh, yeah, I, I think, well, Without, without relying on tropes and cliches and things like I did say to you, I, I learned that good enough is good enough and, I, and I, do, I do think that that's, I used to think that's the sort of thing that, that the lazy people said, you know, oh good enough is good enough just means you're not pushing yourself. Well, what what I did learn is that um, progression is not, it's not a linear thing, you know, you, you progress in so many ways other than just this race to the top because if you're always if you're always striving for great, you never have contentedness of self, right? You're, if you're always pushing yourself to find this kind of trophy, you never find contentedness in, in the moment. Um, so if anyone was, was eager to kind of push themselves beyond, uh, just kind of ask why. Like, ask ask why you you want to push yourself. Are you just not happy the way you are just now? And, and, and I think a lot of people aren't, but they just don't know why. Um, which is why I, I, I think just try to be content with now. If you're if you're not content with now, you'll never be happy. With your, if you if you're like the lead artist, you'll never be happy as the lead artist. You want to be double lead, mega lead, <laughs> but turbo, turbo lead artist. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a very difficult thing to accept that good enough is good enough, and that if you're happy right this second, I'm, I'm I sound like a happy, but I'm not. Uh, if you're happy right now, um, you will be happy no matter what grade you are at <laughs> all the uh the uh corporates at the triple a like write that down write that down mega lead <laughs> we've got another level that we can put them on <laughs> but yeah you're right you know it is uh i think it's a hard thing to do especially when you're sort of new into the you know ever working world or the industry itself like it's hard to realize that and like you say i think it's that example that you said sort of sometimes you just have to work for it yourself um but it's kind of like it doesn't stop you from listening to the advice around you sort of thing you know, yeah. other people have the experience and you you know it's like you don't have to put yourself through the same experience just to get the experience you know you can just learn off other people's <laughs> yeah yeah and, the, and you, if you want to make a name for yourself you don't want the name to make you to make for yourself is that guy that made himself incredibly ill you know that that really frail guy that 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 burnt himself out that's not that's not a legacy. You know, this you don't want that to be the way people remember you or the way people think about you. Um, but it's it's Tommy's it's legacy. Back off. <laughs> if, if if you I mean if if you're in that position where you you do have a condition that that could quite easily snowball and an avalanche out of control, um, it's you just have to be especially aware that it's it's very easy. It's very addictive. To get into this this flow of, oh, I, I only did one hour extra last last week. I'll do two hours extra this week. I'll I'll, I'll show them. I'll I'll be the best in this. You know, it's it's not worth it. It's it's not worth it at all. Um, I'm sure. I'm like you said. I'm sure the corporate world would be like, no, 
We need them to do more unpaid labour, but it's <laughs> it's your well-being is the most important thing. And let me just assure you that waking up every morning with an inflamed spine and stuff, it it reminds you quite 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 a lot that maybe you shouldn't have done that thirteen-hour day like twenty or well, ten years ago. You know, you shouldn't have done that. But um, yes. But I don't want it to be. I don't want it to sound too too negative. It's not like one. <laughs> well, I guess you know, it's not the final question for like sort of this section. You know, it'd be good of like, you know, are you happier now where you are? You know, in terms of like obviously going through all that and you know having that, you know, sort of a, a, a more negative experience. Like you know, and it's got kind of framed how you work now and you know what you want out of life now. Is it, is it a lot better? Yeah, I I, I want I want to somehow transfer my older man mind into my younger man body and then just have the best of both worlds. I think I think it, it, it took a lot of of trial and error to understand and accept who I am. But I, yeah, I do think where I am in my career and who I am as a person, I, I'm much better off now. Uh, I just wish I was, I wish I was a bit more, uh, mobile like I, I wish I could do I could do more um I wish I hadn't kind of pushed things a bit too hard in pursuit of greatness um it's it's, it's I'm, I am a walking cliche now and I it's, it's <laughs> that's just the way it is that's just the way it is but yeah um, <laughs> we'll just see you in the corner of the the junior art room and you can point at them and go this could happen to you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the monstrosity that stands before you. Whatever <laughs> happened to you? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. It's a very, that's a very, it's a very tricky question. Like, how, how happy are you in your life? Do you, do you, do you wish you'd been better? Do you wish you could have been greater? I mean, I think that's, I think acceptance is at the heart of it. Really, um, you, you just got to accept uh, your limitations, who you are, and be happy with what you're doing. If you if that's if you have that then then you're golden, right? That's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that's you know, exactly. Yeah. Don't hold hands in this prayer circle and, and <laughs> because you've joined Happy Hour. But and the thing though, like sometimes it's as simple as that, like you know, just a sort of like, but to, you know, I think sometimes that message needs to be reiterated out and put out there to sort of help people sort of you know listen, yeah, be able to yeah. sort of have it enough time to listen. <laughs> Yeah, and and like I said, just especially if you if you're quite susceptible to being drawn into these things, if you have things like if you've got an addictive personality, if you're quite uh, if you have a, a low self esteem, um, if if you have a, a physical condition that could easily get worse, these are all things that uh, people don't think about. But especially in the games industry or, or or another industry where where there's the level of kind of I don't want to say covert competitiveness you know like that it's, it's, it's an insidious kind of competition where everyone's framed as a family we're all family here we're all working towards the same goal but then you know sneakily people might do a bit more and a bit more and oh did you do that oh that's that's fine i suppose we'll 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 work towards the the brilliant and you can just work towards the good there <laughs> it's, it's these little things that kind of play on your mind and yeah. you i'll do a bit more i'll do a bit more so yeah, just just keep an eye on it. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Well, like, just just keep an eye on it, and that's the uh, Tommy device of the day. 
That's going to be my avatar. Just, just, keep, just keep an eye on me, mate. Yeah. Um, for the last section of the podcast, it's kind of one of my favourites because it's uh, basically all about games. <laughs> and it's where I ask you, you know, kind of like, if I, you know, what's kind of like the standout moment in games for you? Uh, I know it's your, your awakening with uh, Sonic, it's probably one of them. But, um, you know, if I ask you sort of like, you know, what your favourite gamer moment is, or it's like an accessibility moment, etc. like, you know, um, what would you draw upon? What's the first thing that you go, yeah, you know, this game is kind of like the thing that I always scream about. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a tough one. I think, I think obviously the Sonic thing. Um, uh, but but hands hands down one of my favorite things and and once again it's it's more kind of it's more career kind of focused as opposed to just a singular game moment but it was when uh, when Cake Bash had been out had been out for a couple of months and uh, got got a couple of bits of posting and I, I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be something kind of negative I, I was just I automatically assumed because of because you know you, you endure so many doxings and hate mail and all that through all the years, and it came through and it was it was a bit of fan mail from a, a bunch of kids who had drawn all the characters, and then they had said they they had written this is our favourite game in the world, and these are our favourite characters and they'd they'd drawn and I, I have them to this day like I've got them framed. Um, pictures of of cake bash that they they'd done, and uh, later on that Halloween, they sent us pictures of them dressed up <laughs> in their furry costumes. That were was, and my heart, my Grinch heart swelled. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think anything will match that. That that's probably one of the best things ever. I'm getting I'm I'm getting tearing up. It was so it was so good, and see when see back what i said to you before about if if i could make someone feel that way mm. that maybe that was that maybe maybe that was them and that. yeah i i just thought if i can make a game if something could come out of my head and be so important to these kids that they do nothing but talk about cake bash they do nothing but dress up cake bash that that's it, it made it worth it. It made it made all the the trials of that three years of building that game uh, worth worth it. Um, and and I, I don't know if, like I said, I don't think that'll be very easy to beat. Um, I, I I don't know. I think I, I'm just I'm just a bit of a a game nerd, really. I, I play I play games all the time. I've got I've got so many tattoos of game characters all over me. Uh, it's just so ingrained in my in my brain that it's asking me for one thing to stand <laughs> well, out. Is like I'll, I'll make it easier. Like, what was the first character you put on your body then? <laughs> uh, that was that would be Sonic. I've got. I've got, <laughs> I've got Sonic. Wait, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you over the camera. Is this is the is the podcast gonna be visual or just audio? Because yeah, <laughs> well, it depends where they are, but it's both. <laughs> so so I've got Sonic here on your forearm. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> Yeah, I got Choo Choo Rocket. I got Link there. I got <laughs> Beautiful Joe there. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and as a little nod to my condition, which my mum didn't like, but I, I wanted the game Shadow of the Colossus. I love that game. Yeah. The one of the biggest breaks I had on my arm was here, so this is my weak point. <laughs> right. 
with the so edge and stab it with a sword. <laughs> if ever we're, we encounter, like, say, a, a, a Syrian hamster with a, a toothpick and it wants to kill me, it just needs to climb up to here and stab a couple of times and run, you know? I'm done. <laughs> a small rodent to climb up your far arm and just say, oh, keep back on a minute. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 yeah, um, I just... Uh, Gaming is, is so important to me, as I'm sure it is important to everyone that listens to this and, and, and to yourself, that it's very difficult. It's like asking you what your your, your favourite day it was ever. You know, <laughs> you've had a lot of nice days. It's difficult. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think that's it. I think, I think, I think those, those kids, that fan mail and those drawings and seeing them in their Halloween costumes, that was... It's, I'm beaming. I'm beaming thinking about it. It ma- makes me happy. No, I, I, I love it because, like, you know, it's kind of like um, somebody was sort of saying to me about, like, how do you sort of measure success, you know? And it's kind of like, you know, maybe you have right think of, like, oh, because obviously with many cats, you know, we're currently developing our own game and me and Harriet. And it's kind of like, well, what's success for that game then for us? You know, is it making the billions of pounds and become an evil corporation? Or is it like, you, you know, have that, you know, potentially a life-changing like moment for somebody that yeah. you know you might invite those kids to go into games themselves you know you, you you might have done that through cake bash and it's kind of like that's an amazing bit of success <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm 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 guilty of kind of misappropriating mis, uh, misinterpreting uh, what success means uh, and I, I used to think it was um, I used to think it was having a huge house and a lot of money and, and having a really good title and working on the best and biggest games in the world. Whereas now, um, I, live, I live in a big old caravan by the sea. I think, I think my, my success is, is, for me anyway, is just measured by how content my lifestyle can, can, I can, how content I can be via my lifestyle and how working in the games industry can facilitate my happiness overall uh, and and the way I do that is by me and new people um, taking new jobs that are a bit bit different, a bit out there that, that pique my interest and to remember that it's even though it is an industry and it's it, it's all consuming sometimes, they are jobs you know, they are, they are just jobs they, they don't need to rule your whole life uh, so yeah, it's, it's balancing all things, moderation, <laughs> and oh God, I really do sound like a life coach, don't I? I, I, I... <laughs> you, you sound like a, a dev that's been around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've all got that, you know, the, the old wise man. Thing. <laughs> it's, it's like, come gather around children and I will tell you a tale of old. <laughs> <laughs> don't burn yourself um... out. <laughs> I got plenty of stories, but you'd you'd be here all day. So <laughs> no, it's like you know, um, you know, thank you for like sharing your story, and you know, I I really appreciate it. I know the listeners will appreciate it as well, and you know, kind of giving slipping in some good advice there, if the listeners haven't realised. <laughs> and yeah, it's just it's it's good to sort of I mean, it's always refreshing to hear like someone like you say of self saying like you know kind of the things that you've gone through and then to sort of where you are now and that sort of realization about you know <laughs> what <laughs> not like what could have done differently but like how to be happy and content now is always important. I think it's like you know sort of 
putting pulling people away from that like competitiveness of the industry to you know yeah. you know it's you know life is more than like you say more than just your job um yeah. and i think that's important um, if people want to follow you um on whether that's uh twitter whatever you know do you have any handles that you're willing to give out yeah yeah uh, uh, on twitter i'm at total memo tweets so it's t-o-t-o-m-i-m-o that's that me um and my social security number is no no i wouldn't but um yeah one thing i didn't say and i i, I do do definitely want to say is that um the the the, the people make it I, I, my, my my time in the industry wouldn't have been anything without amazing amazing people that i worked with um i'm always humbled by the talent the people that i work with and if whereas before i wanted i i could see their artwork i could see their work and all i wanted to do was to be as good as or better than them now all i do is i look at them and i just go wow you guys are all amazing honestly that's 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 all i care about now is just looking at all the talent and going well done folks you're you're top notch <laughs> if you can do that too if anyone can do that too like just look at someone with astonishing skill and just think i'm lucky that i get to work with them because <laughs> they're badass if you can think that instead of oh i rub it they're great you've cracked it yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly that. Um, uh, again, I thank you <laughs> for your time. Um, it's been absolutely my, my my pleasure, Chris. You're your ace. <laughs> everyone, ace. Everyone, listen. Isn't isn't Chris amazing? <laughs> I'm waiting for an answer. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. If anything like my uh, my uh, my producer meetings of her kind, it'll be just silence. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess you are great <laughs> then. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, you know. Um, Thank you for your time. Um, as always, you know, new episodes of DNA Game, they're coming out um, every so often. You know, I took a little bit of break if you haven't been aware, but yeah, um, you know, keep coming back because there's always uh, new people to talk about their experiences with the industry and disability and neurodiversity. So keep coming back. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us this week and make sure you keep on coming back as we'll speak to more and more disabled and neurodiverse people in the industry. 